My name is Rayan Daoud. I'm an investment partner at Outliers Venture Capital based here in Dubai. And what's, do you have a relation with Y Combinator? Or? I do. I'm very lucky to be an investor in Breadfast. It's uh, an Egyptian Q-commerce company. Um, the founder is Mustafa Amin. He's, he's phenomenal. We're really proud to have him in our portfolio. And so I know I don't want to preempt what you're going to talk about, but as as the wave of Y Combinator touched Mina to uh, an impactful manner already, or not? I think it has. I think we've seen them come in in a much more, um, I don't want to use the word aggressive, but much proactive. more proactive way yeah. into the region. We've seen a lot more companies going through the program, very high quality founders, um, and it, it remains to be seen where they go, but um, so far so good. Well, we had that, as you guys know, I live in London, we've had that wave and it has affected the ecosystem. It always does with such a big uh, firm, obviously, pushing the boundaries, but it's good. I love competition. Uh, let's invite your panelists. I don't know if you're ready, but we'll do one by one. Uh, you can, I'm going to leave you the stage, actually, because I don't want to do your sure, job. Uh, I'm just going to pick up that microphone that is still live for some reason and on the table. Uh, guys, is anyone ready yet or not? I can... Otherwise, I can babble and yeah, yeah, come, come, come. ready. Yes, you can come, please. Come on up. And guys, you can also applaud, please. Come on, a little bit of energy again, right? So we have my my friend and former colleague Firas from Baraka, a YC graduate. Sonia from uh, VentureSouk, and Omar from Nomot, which is uh, also a YC company. And the stage is yours, guys. Enjoy. Come on, big round of applause. So just before we start, I just want to get a show of hands. How many people here have worked for and or invested or are associated with a YC company? Few. How many people know what YC is and does? Okay, more. Firas, maybe you want to start and, and educate everybody and talk a little bit about the program at a high level. They know already. <laughs> I think they want to hear it I'm from a graduate. Uh, YC is an accelerator program based out of San Francisco. Um, they obviously they invest small sums of money for 7%, and they give you a lot of support uh, in different ways. And so I guess, I mean, if we break that out a bit, um, they run you through a three-month program where you are kind of like entrenched with their partners and uh, your own batch. Uh, and the, 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 that program is basically to share experiences and talk about you know, how to scale a company, how to, you know, how to do different things at a, at a, at a startup. Um, so it's, a, it's like a startup school, and essentially. And it's uh, online at the moment? Right now it's fully virtual, yes. Cool. Our batch was, anyway. I don't know what, what it's like now. Was, yeah. Great. So maybe you, maybe you just want to talk a little bit about your relation to YC and, and how you came on, onto the stage with us. Uh, so um, my name is Sonia. I'm from VentureSouk. I'm a general partner there. We've been investing in YC companies for about five, four, four years now. Uh, we've got about over 150 YC companies in our portfolio. So we've, we've used uh, you know the this funnel. Well. Very, we, know the funnel. we know the program well. We use the, the, the funnel well. And uh, it's definitely has evolved and changed over time because we've, we've, we've seen that, that evolution and seen them grow. We're big fans of, of YC, to be honest. Um, the, especially if you're investing in a market that you don't sit in. So you're, it's, it's a good funnel. Um, 
so let me kind of explain it a little more to say why it's a good funnel. Um, about on your batch, you said there were 16,000 applications, yep. and, a, and about 400 made it in. You're talking about a 2.5% acceptance rate um, into YC. Investors love to hear that. Because like, then you're like, okay, you've already weeded out half of, like, you've done half my job for me. So when you hear, uh, you hear you have an accelerator with a funnel like that, that is something that's very interesting to investors. Great. So we heard, we heard a little bit, a bit about the allure for investors. Um, Firas, Omar, maybe you could talk a little bit about why you applied, um, what drove you to apply to the program? Do you want to start? Yeah, I'll go for it. Um, yeah, I think, yeah look, I, I think for me it was something that I just wanted to do for a really, really long time. Um, I just never found the right idea, just, you know, never, never could sort of, so I obviously did a startup before this, um, was sort of engrossed in that for seven years, um, came out and I was sort of in the process of moving to the UK for a bit before COVID and thought, you know, YC is exactly the right path for a business that's thinking about how to build in, in, a, in a more global environment, I guess. Um, and, and I think, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it was just, uh, um, I, I think the other thing is, so I, I know probably most of the VC ecosystem in the region, most of them don't like me, so I was like, you know, I need to find a different way out here, so. But yeah, no, I we think like it was your candidness. <laughs> so, uh, and I should add that you are an experienced founder, so you founded Jado Pado, which was acquired by Noon. Yeah. Um, what, was the allure different for you as an experienced founder versus maybe for Firas, who this was his first time founding a company? No, I think it was, look for me, I think the, um, what YC has been able to do aside from the brand value is essentially to be able to condense um, being able to build an early stage startup or the lessons to build an early stage startup into essentially a very tight, um, tightly packed uh, three months and essentially take all of the learnings that you've seen from um, you know, and you know, people talk about the usual names, but there's so many. Um, the founder ecosystem within there has experienced so much um, at at a global scale in so many different markets that to be able to distill that into a set of lessons and to be able to you know sort of say, look, here, go off and do this. You know, this is how you talk to investors. This is how you do this. And I think that was like really, really refreshing versus um, uh, versus you know trying to go, go through those lessons yourself. We're gonna come back to the how you talk to investors part because that's my my favorite piece, as Firas knows. Um, could ask what, what what were the learnings that you that you took away from the program that um, maybe you couldn't you couldn't build using your own learning curve or your own experience? It's a good question. I mean, I um, I didn't know what what to expect from that program. Uh, I didn't really understand that it was going to be like a like a real like school experience, like you know, for three months. But but I think um, you know the lessons that you learn there are very much anti-venture in some way. It's like, you know, when to scale a, oh, when to scale a business, you know, how, you know, I think from my, you know, I come from an investing background, right? And the idea was always like, money will fix the problem, right? Money can solve this. And actually what you learn there, and this is my big takeaway, is that money actually can't solve any problems. It actually compounds your problems. And I think the big, big thing for, the, for them was uh, product market fit. It's like it's really all about product market fit. And even when I was investing, I mean, we didn't really harp on that as much. But that's really what the program is about. It's about finding product market fit in some way and then scaling your business. And I think I, um, that was my big takeaway. It's like, let's find product market fit and then, and then really you know, blow up the business. I think if I didn't go through that program, I would be managing the business in a much different way. I'd be burning a lot more money than... than if I, if I didn't. So you don't think that you would be where you are today, given? 
I think, I mean, obviously our experiences, like in general in life, you know, shape, you know, our you know, be cheesy, but shape our destiny in some way. But like, yeah, I learned quite a bit, quite honestly. Uh, it was a huge learning experience for me. Mm-hmm. I, I, sorry, just to like, yeah, I mean, I mean, just going on. I think a lot of the um, lessons are probably counterintuitive. So not to grow, yeah. uh, not to grow your head count too quickly, not to burn too quickly, not to. And you're like, you know, here's an investor that's telling you to do all of the things that every other investor says you shouldn't be doing. And, exactly. um, and I think to be able to sort of instill that and really sort of like this focus around like a single metric and just continuing to drive that. And, and so like, for example, I think for us, if your team's 15, our team's 11. I mean, at this stage, typically, if you've taken on, you know, a few million dollars of capital, you're probably going to be, you know, 30, 40, 50 people. But I think what, you know, a lot, a lot of times people don't realize that there's a difference between building a product and taking it to market and making sure that you got product market fit. And then as soon as you start scaling out your team, your role shifts as a founder, as a CEO, or whatever your role may be, yeah. to essentially managing that team and managing that organization, which is a very different role. And, and again, as you raise more capital, that the role continues to change. I think just taking some of those lessons and saying, look, this is a better or potentially an alternative path was like super interesting. I think that's a great learning because so often in Mina, we see that the answer is hire more people or exactly. spend more money, right? And um, I, I think we've been challenged to build really solid product-led businesses because of that mentality, but I, I see it starting to change. Sonia? Because oh, well, we, um, we, we get it kind of secondhand through all of our portfolio companies, what they learn at YC, and we kind of see it as, it, as, as they grow. The YC is a collection of partners that are investors and, you know, f- former founders themselves. Right. So they've, they have done it themselves. They have, and so they, they're... Exactly. Probably one of the best in the world to be able to provide this type of advice to for, to uh, early stage companies. And when you think about the ask that YC is asking for, they're giving you you're, for a hundred and twenty five thousand dollar investment, you're giving up seven percent of your business. That that's a very expensive ask. And, no, five hundred k, right? Well, no, no, that's now. And yeah, it, yes. Actually, it was now. So the first tranche is is seven percent, and then five hundred the three seventy five is the MFN um, safe. But the first one comes in automatically. And and and, initial, and before this this batch is a new a new uh, a new deal and before it was just that, and that's a big ask to ask people to give them that much of their company, um, yeah. and they're because they they get this type of mentorship and it's worth it to them. So you have sixteen thousand people applying to give you, to to say take my seven percent of my business for a really small yeah. um, investment because the value is so great, and we as investors see it on the other side because you like we attend demo day. We used to fly in before when it was um, in person, before it was virtual. We'd fly into every single demo day. And when you fly into San Francisco, every single VC in, in San Francisco is talking about this batch of companies. So the exposure that the companies get is beyond anything that you can, you can imagine. Because any, any, and so we talk about FinTech partner at Andreessen, they know all the FinTech companies in that batch. You talk to the similar, like, you know, someone at Sequoia, they know all the companies in their, in their sector in that badge. And that's phenomenal exposure that you can't, well, you can't, you really, it's worth the, 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 uh, what you're giving up in, in equity. Uh, at a high level, do you, have you encountered a founder here in the region that you've seen pre-YC, maybe they pitched to you before, then they went to YC? And Both you, of these guys are pre-YC, and you, we and invested you, in them pre-YC. Did you see that, you saw the change as they went through the program? We, we, we're fond of them, both of them, um, before YC. Can't, can't and so when they, bad, when they both got in, we were not surprised. We were like, absolutely, this, this makes sense. And we were, we're very, very proud of them. But we invested in both these companies pre-YC. Got it. Um, 
Can you guys give some examples of, of the day-to-day -day in YC just so we, just so we understand it and, and what benefits you were driving on the day-to-day, -day, who you were meeting with, uh, what you were talking about? Because I think it's a bit of a black box for those of us sitting outside and how you kind of brought that in and applied that to the region. Because I think that's, that's what we want to get to here is how does YC uh, support the growth of the regional ecosystem? I think it's um, counterintuitive to, to, to some degree, and it's actually quite remedial. Like, you know, you do the same things over and over. Like, I don't know how many times I had to pitch my company to, you know, our, our batch mates, which is like 20 people, and it's always like, no, that's bad, pitch it again. And so, like, it's constant, but it's like reinforcing all these small, small things that you have to know very, very well. Um, so we did that a lot. We worked on our, you know, uh, kind of metrics. We had to understand what metrics were really important for our business. Um, and it's really kind of like, other than that, it's really what you want out of it. You know, you can reach out to any founder you want. You can speak to them about any issue you might be having. You can speak to these partners at any time. So, I mean, that, like, breadth of experience is incredibly powerful. I mean, we can still draw on that network today, and I do that now when I have real problems. At that time, we hadn't launched, so I, you know, we didn't have real operational problems, and today we do. So like, now it's actually much more beneficial than it was at that time, in, in my view. Yeah, I completely agree. I think, um, and, and, and that, you know, while it may seem a little bit cliche, but you know, being able to sit in a conversation where someone like a Patrick and John Collison are telling you about their experience of starting up Stripe, or Brian Chesky this year, decided, last batch, decided to basically talk about um, so he typically does the founding story of Airbnb, or, or all three founders do, but this time he talked about how they sort of survived COVID and IPO their business, um, and sort of the post-IPO, and I mean, like, those sort of things you're not going to get anywhere else, and I yeah. think that that was just, you know, profoundly, you know, different to, to anywhere else. And, and looking at the partners you were engaging with, did, did you see a growing interest in the MENA region, or, or I guess more international markets? I, I think it's, um, so YC's always been very US-centric, uh, naturally so, just given where they're based and where they started. Um, I think um, COVID has, to an extent, accelerated that shift towards becoming more international. So I think perhaps ex-India, where I think they, were, they already had a fair bit of, um, you know, they were, they were finding a fair few startups already out there. I think the, the region, LATAM and so on, has become much more interesting. Um, the challenge that you have is that, you know, again, so, so I think the awesome thing for me, while it would have been awesome to be in, in California at the time, you know, you're, you can essentially run your business during the day. YC kicks off around 8 p.m., exactly. 8 to like 10, 11. And you're great. And then, fine, it's a late night, but next morning, again, run the business. And, and so, um, for, for me, it was absolutely perfect. And I think that's also been very attractive to founders that maybe couldn't sort of unplug from what they were doing and essentially move somewhere for three months. Yeah. Um, it, used, it, used yeah. be, it used to be you had to, you had to live there for three months yeah. and yeah. stay there for all the founders. So they couldn't work on their business. They would go there and, and, uh, and, and sit. I can't imagine having yeah. to work on the business from California like for three months. Well, it would be much more difficult as an international founder, right? It makes sense if you're sitting yeah. in Silicon Valley. We've, uh, we've actually seen, because the first batch we went to, um, it was probably about 100 companies. And now the last, this batch, I think, is about 400 companies. So you can, we saw how, how it grew. And initially, it was very, very US-focused. And then as, you, as, as they grew their batch, they were able to go into other markets. So they started off mainly with India first. And then you, you, and the way they grew into other markets, you would see like a couple new companies in that, in that batch. And if that worked out really well, then they would bring more companies. So it started with first India, and now India has a huge... They've, they've got a huge number of Indian companies right now uh, that, that, are, that are in every single badge. 
Um, and then they went into like Latam. Then they went. Then they kind of started with a few companies. Then the next batch you saw a lot more. They tried China. They did a couple. Then they stopped. <laughs> they actually did a China, a China demo day as well, which I attended, uh, which was which was very interesting. Um, then they stopped that because uh, then if they if a market. They, they didn't understand it well, they would stop it and they would go on to a different market. And it was also an early indicator to see which market is the next hot market because they, they, you, they would let a few people in the match and then they started with Egypt in this region. So Egypt was probably the first one in this region that they started going to and then they, started, then they expanded to UAE. And now Pakistan seems to be their, their newest um, kind of hot market and it just, and it just follows right, right after. Because we invested in Tajir and that was like a couple batches ago. When they, when, when they well, first invested uh, in Pakistan. We talked about this a bit offline, and I know the three of you are, are uh, big fans of YC. Can you talk a little bit to each of you about the kind of knock-on effect or the impact you've seen on the local ecosystem um, since YC has been more active here and, and we've seen more founders? Here in Dubai? Or, or in sorry, the region. In the region? Oh, I think it's been great. I honestly think it's been really great for region, the region. Um, and we see that as investors, because when we talk to investors outside of the region, so not like like global VCs or even US VCs, they are now seeing these, the, the companies in the YC batch and they, they think, okay, this is the market I should pay attention to because YC is investing in there. So then now we're getting a lot of inbound interest. So we, we will not, so a lot of the, the, so the investors all talk, the ones that all, we trade notes and we talk about the batch. So our, you know, usually we're talking about the YC batches, but now they're asking to see our local portfolios. Um, and to come into the, the next round, um, especially the ones we come in early on. So that's a really good thing for the region, because then now you're just more and more people and more and more BCs are looking and talking to investors like us to, to see where, how they can invest in the region. Yeah, and I think it's, it, I, look, from my perspective, I think it's competition, right? And I think it's, gonna, it's, it's pushing um, our local or regional ecosystems to... Um, you know, to think seriously through um, the way they build their business and the way the models that are being built out here. I mean, you know, the reality is that when you contrast um, how quickly investors move in other parts of the world relative to investors here, um, I think, you know, we have this very laissez-faire, laid-back, you know, not, not, not to insult anyone specifically, but it's sort of like, you know, um, yeah, you know, tomorrow you know, send me a deck, how long, so typically in a first conversation, we go boom, 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 you know, tell me about, so, you know, at, it's, you know, the investor at some point, so like for example with us, post demo day, we had 90 investors inbound, I think I spoke to 75 over the next three weeks, and there were a handful that were inbound from the region, and, and you could see it, unfortunately, a difference between, so you, you typically ask the investor, what's your process, how long is it going to take you, when does your investment committee meet, how, what is your process, and, and a lot of times in the region, you're hearing, you know, yeah, I'll take me like six weeks, and you're like, dude, That's you know, I'm... I'm done by, by then, there's no like, so, so I, think it, 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 I think it's, you know, especially at an early stage, um, if it provides competition to the ecosystem, I think that's a good thing and, and just, you know, um, pushes investors to also think through their models and, and, and make sure that, you know, that they're competitive. I think the knock-on effect of that has been that, you know, now post-COVID, like for example, I think, and don't quote me on this, but I think there's three Sequoia India partners now living in Dubai. There's at least two DSD Global partners living in Dubai, and you know, sure, they you know they've got an outlook elsewhere, but you know, naturally by living here, you're also going to see what's happening locally as well as in in, in the region. And I think um, so. All of that is is providing a little bit more fuel to to you know sort of the guys who have capital today to say that hey, you know, we we need to be moving faster than 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 we have been previously. And if you've seen that difference in the past year, 18 months, you, you, it's noticeable, it's tangible. Yeah, because there's, again, look, I, th I think, um, so if you go back four or five years ago, yes. um, the, 
you know, or if you go back maybe even a bit longer, I mean, it's, it's so awesome to see this, this ecosystem come up, but you know, if you go back, let's say a decade ago, um, you know, when we were competing with the likes of Asuk, all of the potential capital that was available. So there was basically, you know, you, you had you had Tiger, you had Naspers, uh, who are now our process. They, those were the investors. There, there was no one else to invest in the region. Um, and then post Cream, I mean, Mother did a great job of bringing in, um, you know, Rakuten, etc. But the and, and as our capital locally flourished, the, the, the challenge has been that now this competition to invest in our ecosystem from outside. And so I think if our capital to sort of givers don't move quickly enough, um, you know, a lot of the early stage stuff gets snapped up much faster than it, than it used to be. It's not just yeah. YC, right? I mean, a lot of, sorry. Oh, no, no, go ahead. A, lo a lot, there's a lot of new investors in, in the region, right? Yes. And there, you know, there's foreign investors writing seed checks and they're writing them at the speed that YC writes them. Mm -hmm. So I think it's, it's... But is that a good thing? I think it's a good thing to ignite an ecosystem, for sure. I mean, there's a lot of businesses to be built here. There's a lot of you know, great founders that are emerging, and they need capital. Um, and why should they have to wait eight weeks, 12 weeks for a decision? It's kind of like, that model's proven to work in other parts of the world, right? Why do we not adopt that here? Why is it that they have to come and instill that? Uh, sure, but then we, we potentially shift to the other side of the spectrum where it's, uh, what's your company's name? Here's a check, right? Um, do, you, do you worry that, that that's but a look, risk? But honestly, at that stage, pre-seed and seed, you're not like, that's the model. It's founder I mean, bets. It's, it's, that's it's the really, model that really works. It's founder bets. You're, yeah, you're, and you're it's a numbers game, bets. right? Like when, when DST did you their deal. That's Don't. why we've invested in 150 YC companies. Exactly. It's, 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 it's really, really early stage. It's, it's just that nobody did that here. And I think people, will, I think somebody will do that here. 100%. I think you know, VCs will start to, they will just take up that model and they'll yeah, just yeah. write checks to 100, 150, 200. And that's what they should be doing at that, at that stage. You know, how much DD are you going to do on a company that's not even formed, for God's sakes? Like, there's... No, but I, I give you the example. I heard a story the other day that a, um, a couple of founders went to an investor and um, the investor just said, where did you work before? Great, I'd like to give you a check. And they said, you don't even understand what my company does yet. So I think, I think there's me absolutely merit to what you're saying, but there's... Uh... So I can it's give the you an dynamic of what... Sorry, I, I'll, sorry, just to jump in there. I can give you an example of that happening. I literally had a DM from someone. Um, he, you know, I, I didn't know who he was, uh, angel investor, described himself as an angel investor out of Saudi. We had a um, couple of days later, we had a video call. His ca he didn't turn his camera on, I didn't ask why. And then literally... <laughs> You know, and I kid you not, I was like, okay, this is not going anywhere. And uh, he says, send me the paper, send me the safe note. So I sent it to him. I was like, okay, this is still not going anywhere. And literally, I kid you not, $90,000 turned up in my account a few days later. And I was like, I've not even seen this guy's face. And, you know, he, the, the, there is no diligence to do what I say. It was essentially a bet on, you know, here's someone that looks interesting. Here's an interesting idea. Let me go after it. And, and, and I think it's not that this is, hasn't happened before. So when DSD went into, there was a time when Yuri Milner was investing back, I don't know if you remember this on it, so he went to YC and he basically said, blanket checks, every batch, and I think, I think they maybe did it for like two or three batches, they basically said, go in and whatever YC is doing will match. It just, it didn't matter who it was. Um, so we, like, we've seen a lot of round dynamics, because yeah. if you invested as many as we have, We've, we've had to negotiate our allocation into each one of the rounds. The round dynamics are very, very interesting for YC companies. You have to, like, we as investors have to act fast, or we yes. just won't get the allocation. Um, because they are, they are, they do have exposure to so many VCs. And then, and then not only that, you were to get that allocation, you have to prove to them as VCs that you're going to be value add. Yes. We have had kind of, as kind of Dubai-based investors, investing in YC, US companies, LATAM companies, 
you know, Asian companies, Indian companies, our value add to them is, you know, we have to, we have to sell ourselves. So a, a lot of the times we're, we're you know, we're, we're ability to open up a new market, we're ability for follow-on funding for them, and we have to explain and, and sell ourselves to them because that's the way the round dynamics work. It's, and it's not even just, oh, they, they, you know, they didn't do diligence to me. We're convincing them to take our checks. Yeah. That's, that's absolutely the way it works. And, and, and we've now been there because obviously four years investing, we've seen the whole cycle, have had exits through our YC companies as well. And we've had good exits out of them. So it's, and we've had good markups and, you know, it, we've seen it prove itself. The model has proven itself. The model and works. And we were around, we were all around five, six years ago and we saw that there were, you know, four or five VCs who shall not be named kind of running the show regionally and uh, they did not move quickly. And um, I 100% agree with you that having these entrants from, from outside is, is pushing us to act better. What I want to ask really quickly is, I know, I know we're, we're running out of time, but where do, you feel that, um, where do you feel that local investors can pick up the slack or, or be you know, filling gaps that maybe YC isn't able to? I mean, there's a lot of local nuance, right? There is, you know, there's a lot of influence, a lot of, you know, regulation, a lot of um, experiences that are happened here, not in not in the U.S. So, like, it's very valuable to have local investors as well. It's not, you know, they they're not mutually exclusive. I think the idea is that you want a, a mix of both. Um, but yeah, our local investors have been very beneficial and very helpful to us. Um, yeah. uh, the experiences that happen here are are the ones that you know that you know we're building companies here, so we have to learn from what happens here, not necessarily what happens in the U.S. But yes. we take best practice from YC on you know companies that have scaled to a billion dollars, ten billion dollars. You know that's that's also very beneficial. So I think it's a and I mean I, th I think a balancing the, act. The, the shift that's happened now is that previously we had VCs that you know who, there there were a very small percentages that had actually been operators before becoming a VC. Yep. I think that's also starting to shift as you know. Guys like yourself, who've you know basically been operating, or founders that are eventually turning to, to turning into investors, and I think that then that ability to add value actually changes significantly because you've been in their hands and you know sort of solving these problems yourselves, and and and, and you really sort of understand. Um, so you know when, when a reg issue comes up, you know someone like YC can't is not never going to be in a position to be able to solve that. But you know if you've got an investor that's that's in the region that can pick up the phone, you know call up Sama and say, hey, could you create a new category in the sandbox? That shouldn't be a thing. <laughs> that's a different. Yes. It, it is that a thing, right? But, add, but, yes. but but I mean it's so that's the difference. And I think yeah. so I think you know investors potentially in the region need to think about you know sure capitals you know we can invest capital, but you know genuinely what else can we do to really 100%. push these businesses? Hundred percent. Sonia, do you have anything to add? Uh, well, we're local investors, so we try to we try we try to help help uh, our partners or support our partners in any 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 way we can. So these guys can better better to say whether we've been helpful or not. But we definitely do what we can and try. Perfect. I think our time is up. But uh, thank you, everyone, so much. Please give them a round of applause and uh, lots of luck moving forward, guys. Thank you.